Front Face Lock Podcast is brought to you in part by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Quality products at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucky13BeardCO and at Lucky13BeardCompany.com. That's Lucky13BeardCO.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. That's not just the coolest. Go suck your own dick or something. That's not just the best. Don't fucking question me. Front Face Lock Podcast. First of all, shut the fuck up. Now that, my friend, is just incredible. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only man who's going to lose week one of fantasy football because he's playing me, it's Vinny. Hello, everyone. Also, I would like to say, the man who has been reinstated on Twitter after being banned for calling your cunt whiny. And I believe if they would have known how whiny my cunt actually is, they would not have banned you. But they didn't ban you for calling my face a cunt. Maybe it's because you said cunt twice in the same oh, tweet. Can't you can't say cunt twice in the same tweet? I mean, every week we call Charlotte Flair a Clydesdale. <laughs> or as our friends and terrible wrestling takes said, Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'd rather bang Larry David. But anyway, a couple of things to talk about tonight obviously our pay-per-view that we're going to cover tonight there was a there was something happened on sunday i don't know if you saw it um it was a uh there was a small pay-per-view with a couple people on it it was called balls out or something nope didn't say it it was virgil's pay-per-view it was virgil's pay-per-view it was called balls out just him sitting there with his nuts hanging out of the bottom of shorts just nuts all akimbo but yeah so aw did all out i know you know who's there i watched it live okay so i'm not an AEW fan as everybody knows i don't really care i honestly wasn't impressed with the punk match i think punk um i we've said this before i don't think punk was the greatest wrestler he he cuts an amazing promo he's top 10 of best promos ever but i don't think he's the best wrestler his new ring gear sucks Wears the pants right he's got he's got the pants now but it, it just it looks stupid i don't know maybe it's because i'm used to him in the other outfit but adam cole premiered ruby soho premiered Daniel Bryan Adam, premiered. Daniel Bryan premiered. And all I have to say is, who gives a shit? Adam Cole is, of all of them, Adam Cole is the one I'm like, ah, oh, that, that that kind of stings that he's now in AEW. But yeah. the rest of them, I'm like, okay. So you got CM Punk, who is a decent wrestler, a great promo person. Ruby Soho, who, who I did like as Ruby Riot, but she's a mid-carder at best. And she's getting a title shot right off the bat. You got Daniel Bryan, who's one neck injury away from paralyzation. And that's not yeah. even a joke. I believe I believe that's actually true. To me, I know that you liked him. I don't find him in, to be an impressive wrestler or an impressive promo cutter or anything. He had a lot of hype for the Yes movement because he was an underdog, and you know he did do some good stuff when it was like Kane, you know, with the Hell No or Hell Yes, whatever the tag team was. But he was horrible when he was the Planets Champion. Yeah, I hated that. He was awful, awful. He can't he can't carry himself long enough to stay a champion. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what he I'm saying? He could be a, a transition champion. That's about it. There's nothing well, about him that I'm like, oh my god, he's so great. 
Well, this is what is so remarkable, I guess you could say, about Daniel Bryan, how forgettable as a performer. Everybody made a big deal when he won the belt at WrestleMania. Was that 30 he won it at? Again, in the yeah. triple threat match. Nobody remembers he had the old WCW belt like three years earlier, two years earlier. Everybody forgets that because he's he's not memorable. No, he's not memorable. I bet you people don't remember that he was a planned champion and he had a wooden belt. I bet you they don't remember that. Now, somebody posted on Twitter, wouldn't it be great if he threw the belt out on AEW TV like Medusa did? That's not, not going to happen. I've never liked him. And he shits in a compost toilet, so automatically that takes away like 80 cool points. And he's like a fucking vegan, too. Fell, I think fucking, I fell for the just movement. I think that's why I liked him. And he's fucking the the lesser Bella twin. I mean, they're they're twins, and they're you know Nikki is the better of the two, but I'm he's not going to say no to Brie. Much better than Brie. Yeah, but if if Brie showed up at your house right now and it was like, oh, Vinny, I'm Brie Bella. I want you to Brie mode me. You're going to be like, no, I'm holding out for your sister. I, I would. I, I think I would. She's annoying. Brie mode. <laughs> like her fucking theme music and her, ugh, she sucked it, it must be so hard being the not as hot twin sister you i don't know, know. i don't have a twin i'm I, no. i'm sure the olsen twins went through that even though that their elizabeth olsen is the hotter of the the three olsen yeah adam cole being there that's gonna be good for them but that, like that's the saying, only one that was kind of like oh okay that one you know and they're talking now they're rumoring bray wyatt and braun Strowman and braun Strong. Well, Braun Strowman, I mean, I actually, I read that he might actually go to Impact, which would be a better move for him to go to Impact, to be the dominant guy in Impact. I know, I don't know if Cass is still there, but he could feud with Big Cass. St stop. And this is my big argument. And I, and I got into a Twitter war or Facebook war with somebody because my biggest problem with AEW is not the company. Right. The company's doing what they're doing. They have talent there. They have a lot of wrestlers there I like. Yeah. And I've said this a million times. Wrestling fans, including ourselves, suck. I hate wrestling fans. I hate all sports fans. And I think that might just come from the fact that maybe where we're from in the tri-state area, yeah. every fan is fickle. You being a Giants fan, Eli Manning wins two Super Bowls, and the following year, opening day, he throws a fucking interception, and everybody's like, trade Eli. I will say... I was never like that with Eli Manning. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying that's but the general giant consensus. Fans, giant fans, Met fans, Yankee fans, Jet fans. Uh, Jet fans are pretty loyal, but most are fair weather fans. Exactly. So, like me, I've always said, like, just people be like, Eli fucking needs to go. I'm like, bro, no other Giants quarterback has won you two Super Bowls. The fuck are you talking about? The guy's top Again, 10 in every category. Against the Patriots, one of the year they were undefeated. Yeah. So, and that and that's goes along the same lines as wrestling fans. I have no problem with what AEW is doing, signing these people. WCW did it. WWE does it. I have right. no problem with that. My problem is the fans that get so hyped up about it. A little bit about the company though, because it's like you got a guy like Hangman Page who I love, and I say this all the time. I like Hangman Page, but you just signed Adam Cole, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. You're possibly signing Bray Wyatt and possibly Braun Strowman. And I know Andrade and Miro and Alistair Black and Christian and, and Matt Hardy, even a couple months earlier, the AEW fans go, it's called long-term booking. Okay. So when WWE does it, where they'll have an, a, a feud going and then it kind of dies down for a couple months and they bring it back and then they, you know, start it again. They call that being pushed down your throat uh, and WWE is not perfect. And I, I'm the first one to admit it. They're not perfect. 
Raw's kind of garbage. SmackDown is way better. They have their problems. But I've been I've invested 40 years into WWE. I'm a loyalist, but I see the flaws. You got a guy like Hangman Page in AEW that Okay, you just signed four more guys that are just pushing payment. Yes, he went to go see the birth of his child. Good for him. But when he comes back, are they going to put him right up against Omega again? No, you you just had Daniel Bryan come out and fucking try to start a feud with him. You got to check out, like, let's put it in terms of, like we're saying, football, right? Right? Right. Say you have Eli Manning. Eli Manning is your quarterback. Eli Manning is winning games. Winning games. It's not that he's losing games. He's been consistently winning games. Say you're 10 and up. For some reason, Tom Brady becomes a free agent and he wants to sign with the Giants and he signs with the Giants. And then you tell Eli Manning, take a seat. We have Tom Brady now. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. Like the guy's been, that did all the work for you. And now you're like, well, thanks for your help here. That's, I mean, that's my equivalent of the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing. Like, oh, you did all the work for us. Thanks. We're just going to move on. You know? Yeah. And, and I'll be the first to admit that it's, you know, yeah, Alexa Bliss is carrying on the character, but I'm not blaming her. She's doing what she was told, and she's doing a great like, job at it. Just like I'm not blaming the guys that go to AEW because they all feel that that's a better environment for them. I get it because I'm sure working at WWE in the way even the writers deal with Vince McMahon, it's, I heard it's a fucking hellhole to work at. I don't blame them. Whether even if it's for less money, I'm sure they're all getting very lucrative contracts as well, but... I can't, I don't blame the wrestlers, but at some point, you're already packed to the brim with roster spots. I mean, Rampage is one hour, Dynamite's two hours, right? Right. That's right. Hours wrestling. And AEW Dark is for all the guys they really have, for the most part, for the people they haven't really signed yet. They're kind of, it's, it's an NXT developmental almost show that I think is right. just on YouTube. Yeah, it's not on regular TV. You're looking at, that's three hours, Raw and SmackDown are five hours. And NXT is two hours. So you got seven hours of programming there, three hours of AEW. And AEW might have a bigger roster, if not a little bit less. I think they might have the same amount or, or more. The roster is humongous now. It, it's, it's huge. And and I said this, like, Orange Cassidy who was in – and I, whether I'm a fan of him or not, whether you're a fan of him or not, Orange Cassidy has been there since day one. All he did was be in a six-man tag or an eight-man tag, and then he came out for the, Brie ba- the uh, Britt Baker match for Chris Statlander as a hype person. It's like, okay, so this is one of your homegrown talent. And that's my argument. You have homegrown talent like an Orange Cassidy, a Hangman Page. I'll throw Pac in that equation because he signed the same day Jericho did the press conference. You know what I'll say too? Even another guy that I haven't heard of in fucking months, and I'm not a fan of him either, but Joey Janela. What happened to him? Yeah. He was there at the beginning. These are people that are getting buried – I know the Butcher just came back. Butcher and Blade, one of my favorite tag teams, only because the Butcher is Andy Williams from Every Time I Die, one of my favorite bands. And they just released a new album, and it's fucking awesome. And they're going to go on tour. But he just he came back on the, I guess it was the AEW pre-show or something. I don't know what it was. But before that, I didn't see them anywhere. The, the Bunny, who's with them, Anna yeah. Jay, Nyla Rose, all these people in the, in the Casino Battle Royal, which is something I actually do enjoy. I like the concept of the Casino Battle Royal, because it's like a mix of a Royal Rumble Battle Royal five at a time. I kind of enjoy that concept. I will give them that. Taking nothing away from Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, she comes out on her, her debut, and I guess mm-hmm. she's from Chicago, and she wins. She beats Thunder Rosa, who's, who worked her way up from NWA, got signed with AEW, and then she gets thrown out last. Like So this mid-carter in WWE, who's, I mean, as much as we like her, she's a mid-carter. 
she all of a sudden is in the title picture. And she'll probably win. Yeah, and she, she's just burying everybody else. So Daniel Bryan comes in, Adam Cole comes in, and then it's like, oh, you hangman. I know you went to go see the birth of your child, but when you come oh, back, geez. now you're fifth in line. Yeah. That's my problem with AEW. And and now it's it's turning into all factions now. Everything's a faction. That's why okay. Vince. That's one thing I will say about Vince. Vince is not against factions. From everything I read, he's against too many. And AEW is doing exactly what WCW did with the factions. There's too many factions. Is now you have Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, Christian Cage, and Daniel Bryan versus the Elite versus the fucking Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. You know what I'm saying? It's like versus the ha- the 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 Hardy versus uh, uh, the evil the Dark Order. They're doing too much at once, and, and this think- is the the problem that WCW fell into back in the day. They did too much at once. Yeah, they're blowing their load. They're real. They're, it's like going out on a date with a girl, and you want to impress her, and you know you bring her back to the hotel room, and you show her all your dirty tricks in one shot, and now there's nothing left. Exactly. So why why have a second date? She's like, oh, that's it. Oh, you did the same thing over and over where there's nothing else. There's nothing exciting. It's the chase. Yeah. The chase is ruined. Exactly. And that was my point. I think it was last week of the week before they brought punk out on rampage. Awesome. I watched it. It was great. His pop was amazing. His promo was amazing, but then don't have him come out on dynamite because you just did it three days earlier, and four days earlier again on, on rampage again, then again on dynamite. So you know what AEW is? AEW is, just a pop machine. That's all they're looking for. It's and a pop machine. Pop. It's a spot. It's a spot and pop. Yeah. It's let's look for the next big pop. So we're going to sign this person. So we get the pop and then we're not going to even care about them. Ever. Like Miro. I like him, but does anyone really care after the first time he was there? The first six months he was there, five months he was there. They did the best, the, the, the better man or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried to play off the fact that he was, He's funny on Twitch. I've watched him on Twitch. He's hysterical. But they tried to play up that angle, and it didn't work. And so all of a sudden, then they realized we should just make him an a, a animal that beats everybody up. Make him Rusev. Exactly. And that that brings me to my next point about my problem with AEW fans. Not them as human beings, obviously. Just them as fans. And we do have a pay-per-view to cover tonight, but we, you know, we have to cover this. These wrestlers, and I think we spoke about this. Would you know who the fuck CM Punk was premiering if he didn't go to WWE? He went from Ring yeah. of Honor to AEW. Yeah. Or Daniel Bryan if he went from Major League Wrestling or Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground, whatever he was in, to AEW. Or Adam Cole if he went from whatever uh, he was in New Japan yeah. to AEW. Or the fucking Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson or any of those guys. No. Yeah. And no. by the way, and I'm sorry, I'm laying, I'm throwing the gauntlet down right now. The two sweet. This this shit the the hand thing I'm sorry I know I watched interviews where Kevin Nash and Scott Hall gave permission to Finn Balor and AJ Styles to do it because Finn Balor started the Bullet Club AJ Styles came a little bit later and I know the Young Bucks were in it and Kenny Omega but blah, 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 blah. but Prince Devitt they also but he started it that was his thing. All right. And Gallows and Anderson were original members. AJ was a little later. Kenny was a possibly earlier. Bucks were in there. And then it became the NWO where everybody was in it. But it was a, a Finn Balor thing. To see everyone in AEW doing the fucking too sweet and selling it off his own. And I think that's why now the New Day dresses like the NWO, which I love. Oh, the Outsiders, yeah. They dress like the Outsiders. I fucking love it. But 
I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't, you don't have to give Finn Balor credit, but don't fucking walk around. And then I watched a video. Uh, it was Ring of Honor when the Hardys lost the belts to the Young Bucks mm-hmm. right before the WrestleMania debut. And they're in the ring and the Hardys do the delete thing. And they're like face to face and the Hardys are doing the delete and the Young Bucks are doing, you want to guess what they're doing? Too sweet. Suck it. Oh, so, oh. So they're doing the Hardys do delete. They do suck it. They do so the Young Bucks just they're fu- I, oh I hate the Young Bucks and I don't hate them because I'm supposed to hate them because they're heels. I hate them because they suck. They're well, they're blatant Hardy ripoffs. Obviously, one. they're blatant Hardy slash Rocker ripoffs. I would rather watch Marty Jannetty in a coke filled rage trying to fuck the waitress at Applebee's than no, to watch any Young Bucks Marty, match. Marty Marty Jannetty in a coke-filled condom up your ass match. I'd watch that all day. He's fighting himself. He's trying to get the coke-filled condom up his own ass. Follow the heroin balloon match. Yeah, and it's just him running around in a circle like a fucking dog chasing his tail, just trying to get the the heroin-filled condom up his ass so he can get through customs. I'd rather watch that for four hours than watching... I watched the Lucha House That would actually be really fucking entertaining, to be honest with you. It would be. And I'd watch Marty Jannetty sliding in and out of the ring, laying down lines of coke from one ring rope to the other and seeing him run and slide like a slip and slide back and forth. You know what would happen? The following week on Dynamite, the Young Bucks would be doing the same thing. But it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be coke, it'd be powdered sugar. And they'd be fucking each other in the ass while sliding. Yeah, because they suck. You know what else is like the thing that bothers me about AEW? Like you are saying with WWE, the people like knocking shit. Aside from you not knowing who the, the people are until they were at WWE, like I said with Rusev or Miro, what do these guys do when they go to AEW? Okay, let me ask you a question. Now, okay. I don't know anything about Tommy N before he was in WWE or prison NXT as Aleister Black. What's his gimmick now in AEW? I, I have no idea. Oh, and you know his gimmick is in AEW? It's Aleister Black, but just called Malachi Black. What's Andrade's gimmick in AEW? Same thing he was in WWE. What do you think Adam Cole's gimmick is going to be? It's going to be boom, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. And Dan Bryan's going to do the yes, yes, yes. CM Punk's going to go to sleep sleep and he's going to cut great promos and he's going to fucking play. Oh, I didn't. I I just came back to professional wrestling. Really? Because you wouldn't be who the fuck you were if you stayed in Ring of Honor or TNA because you fought Raven in that fucking TNA match, in the hardcore match. Nobody knew who the fuck you were. I, I understand hating your previous job or your previous boss, but if they made you who they were and they're doing it for ratings, I get it. CM Punk might not feel the way he does. He's just cutting a cool promo, but the fans are the ones that are going, see, I told you WWE sucks. Even CM Punk hates it. The, the, the problem I find with CM Punk is dude, you talk about how much you, you hate WWE. You were working for them right before you went to AEW. On Fox, on Talking yeah. Smack, right? Was he on Talking Smack? Yeah, but he he claims he was working for Fox, not sure. WWE. Sure, okay. And I, the, CM Punk, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give a little leeway because he was one of the first people that stood up about the independent contractor, no health insurance kind of thing that Vince McMahon has been pulling for the last 40 years. And he was one of the first people to speak out against that. And I'll give him, I'll give him a leeway for that. But you still made your money. You didn't. You didn't not fucking cash a check because you didn't have health insurance, or you didn't not cash your check because you know you got hurt and they made you wrestle the next day. 
You didn't yeah. like out of principle go, no, 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 no. I'm hurt. I'm not going to cash my fucking huge paycheck. I mean, it's all at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. The last thing I'll say about this whole CM Punk, Adam Cole thing is that people are now saying, oh, because CM Punk's there, maybe AJ Lee will come out of retirement. But who the fuck was AJ Lee before she was in AEW or in WWE? Nobody. So I get that they're signed to AEW, but it's the same exact. And you know, he Punk had that whole thing. Oh, this is bigger than the Outsiders and Hogan. No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. No, Hogan turning heel was the biggest thing in the history of wrestling. Oh, by the way, I sent you a link earlier to an article. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I saw it. Okay, Roman Reigns. I guess SummerSlam had very high ratings. So Roman Reigns tweeted about it. Like he shared the article about SummerSlam's high ratings. He goes, literally needle moving, like moving the needle, right? Right. So Charlotte Flair took exception and was like, I'm pretty sure that people were on their feet. Everyone was on their feet when I won my 12th championship. Not to take away from what you're doing, but I'm on another level. Like, bitch, you suck. Listen, both of you are only there because you're family members. Let's be honest. Yeah, and actually, Roman Reigns is the only one that still deserves to be there because of his family members. Mm-hmm. Because now that Andrade and Ric Flair are gone, why the fuck is Charlotte still there? And it, you know, if Charlotte premiered an AEW tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, good. Take her. Don't yeah. want her. Yeah, she's terrible. Vince McMahon has a thing with her. I don't know why. She doesn't impress me. She's not a good promo cutter. She's horrible at selling shit. She's not good. Like she tried, and it, it, she's Rick. She tries to be Ric Flair, and she's not even close. Like you can't say that you're this person that's an innovator. You use the same music, you use the same move, you use the same outfit, you use the same face. You know, you <laughs> it's not even his eyes. face anymore. She, she, I don't. What yeah. did she do to it? I don't even know. AEW guy that's gonna. Oh, I was on tour 350 days a year. I never got to see my family, and I had no health insurance. Well, you didn't. You cashed every paycheck, and you could have been like, if you were popular enough, like a CM Punk was in his prime, you could have just been like Brock Lesnar and said, "I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not coming out every week. I'm your champion. Everybody loves me. You're not going to fire me. I'm not coming out every week." Look at Brock Lesnar. He when he has the championship, does he come out once a month? If that, and people fucking go nuts for him. Look at SummerSlam. One of the bigger pops of the weekend. It was Punk and then him. Like I said, it's the fans. The fans suck. All wrestling fans, including ourselves, suck. But yeah. it's, it's it's sports fans in general. But no, and I have a problem with social media now because all right, maybe I have a problem with just the way the world is and uh, this whole like maybe it's PC culture. Now I understand everybody's in the same business, just like everyone you know, everybody who's a podcaster is in the same podcasting you know community. It shouldn't have to be that everyone supports everybody, especially in the wrestling world. I'm supposed to believe that you guys don't like each other. When I see WWE wrestlers tweeting about AEW saying, oh, I'm so jealous of them. This is so amazing. It makes me like, ugh. They're supposed to be rivals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they, kayfabe's dead. Kayfabe is totally dead. Yeah. Like, if social media was around in 96 when the Outsiders jumped ship, yeah, we'd be having the same exact conversation about WCW and Scott mm-hmm. Hall Oh, I can't believe they're jumping ship and blah, blah, blah. At that point, if it was Nash and, and Hall show up on Nitro and then Shawn Michaels and Triple H, even though they did it in that you know that last match that they did where they got in trouble the, the, for the it. The curtain call, yeah. yeah. But imagine they went on Twitter and like, oh, I'm so jealous of the Outsiders right now. That's such an amazing thing. Like, dude, you just killed everything for me. Like, you're killing this for me. You're in competition. 
like you can be happy all you want like behind the scenes i understand you guys are all friends you've all worked together but make me believe it your entertainment there's not the kayfabe as a whole is dead yeah. and and that's why one that's one of the reasons why i loved when broken matt hardy first came out in impact and the reason is he went on talk as jericho and this is great picture you can find on the internet of after the interview, Jericho always takes pictures with uh, whoever he interviews. And it's Matt Hardy in the original broken Matt Hardy outfit doing the, the arms out like, ah, and Jericho behind him making this like, what the fuck face? Because if you listen to that interview, Matt Hardy does not break kayfabe the whole interview. Right. He stays in the bro and Jericho's asking him like, what about the Hardy Boys? What about this? You know, what was your debut in, in, in Impact like? What was it like? And he's just staying in the broken character. And it's fucking amazing. It's like watching an interview from like 95, 96, where they stayed in kayfabe. And Matt Hardy did that. And actually, uh, he stopped doing it now yeah. because he, I, I like the whole like, oh, for a while he was switching characters. Now he's staying with Big Money Matt, which was like the world. But yeah. Well, they had uh, in the show Heels, you know, when they're like, because they wrestle in like a small promotion down south in Georgia or something like that. So the good guys and the bad guys, they all live in the same town, obviously. Like they go outside in town and they still are either the bad guy or the good guy to the townspeople. You know, like they act the entire time. Like say here's a bad guy and someone's like, oh, hey, what's up? He'll be like, yeah, fuck off. Even though he doesn't, he's not like that. But he does it just to, to make people hate him for when the show comes up on Saturday night. To make it believable. That's it. like The Undertaker or not, for 30 years, he was able to not be Mark Calloway mm. and be The Undertaker. He'd show up at interviews all black with the glass. And he, if you watch that great special WWE did, The Last Ride, it talks about how for 30 years he had to live this character. Speaking and a lot of, of it, a lot of it had to do with no, with, with no social media. But still, he lived that character for 30 years and nobody knew any different. Speaking of The Undertaker, I heard that he might be coming back on fucking SmackDown. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The only acceptable thing he can come back at SmackDown is to be the leader of a faction where he doesn't wrestle. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to anything. No, it's because it's going to be to promote fucking Survivor Series. Some shit's going to be like, Ugh, this is my pay-per-view. I'm done questioning Vince McMahon because for every 10 things I question Vince McMahon about, 90 things he does, and I'm like, okay, I kind of like that. And it, it's been going on 40 years for me. And you know what? If we go back to the era of the Duke the Dumpster Drosies and the Atom Bombs, you know what? WWE's had peaks and valleys for 40 years. They'll bounce yeah. back. Vince McMahon does not like to lose. And he proved that in 96. He's going to prove I mean, it again yeah, now. Maybe he's doing it. Maybe he's doing it purposely so that he has to fucking make a comeback and, and beat them. Like, he wants to purposely lose ratings so that he can be like, at any time, be like, oh, I'm just fucking playing cat and mouse. And that could be his ego. Like, oh, look, I was losing again, but I came back and won. Yeah, like I was just toying with you. Possible. It'd be like if uh, Usain Bolt starts, like, lagging back in the race. He's like, oh, I can't run as fast as I used to. And then all of a sudden, the last, like, 100 yards, he just fucking... Right. Takes a selfie and fucking runs as fast as he can. He is carrying an illegal cell phone while he's running. You've never seen that picture of Usain Bolt where he's like, he's running and everybody else is like out of breath and he's smiling at the cameraman. <laughs> One hour later. Ready? I'm ready. So 
we didn't know. I didn't know we were recording tonight, so uh, we scrambled around to find a pay per view tonight. And here's one I thought we did, but we didn't. We didn't do this one. And since you know, Vinny's favorite season, my favorite season, Halloween, right around the the corner. It's right around the corner. Halloween Havoc 2000. The last Havoc in WCW history. The very last one, WCW Halloween Havoc 2000, October 29th, 2000, in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. The attendance was 7,582, and their capacity was 15,020. Yeah, lots of empty seats there. About halfway full there, unless they had one of those giant WCW Halloween sets. Yeah, that big... Halloween shaped cock, and the I was gonna say the giant Snickers pumpkin, like they always have, but maybe they had a Halloween cock. Maybe it was a cornucopia, and Brian Clark was his fucking head was bobbing up and down on it. That's pretty scary. Well, let's not jump ahead because we'll get to him. Oh, we'll get to him going at the same time because you know I I love them. I love the comparisons. In five years, if we're still doing the show, we'll be doing AEW versus WWE. I guess. Go, go ahead, guess. Was there a pay per view in October in that time? Or not? There was. There was. So it was not Survivor Series because that's in November. It was not. It was one they don't do anymore. Uh, no Mercy. Yes. Wow, that was a good guess. It was a very good guess, and it, I used to love No Mercy. I think No Mercy was one of my favorites that they don't do anymore. It was a video game. Great video game, too. I remember being in Wildwood with you, staying at the hotel room, playing the No Mercy video game on PlayStation 2 or PlayStation yeah. 1. Not even one. It was called PlayStation. October 22nd, one week earlier, Albany, New York at the Pepsi Arena. Pe- Pepsi? Pepsi. Pe- the, the soda. Not, not, not the antacid Pepsi. The you soda sound Pepsi. Like you, it sounded like you said the pet Pepsi. I have a stutter. Excuse me. Can I guess attendance? Guess the attendance. What's the capacity? The capacity is 15,229. Hmm. 12,371. No. Am I close? You're, you're lower than it actually is. 13,459. Nope. Still lower? Still lower. 14,685. Ooh, very close. 14,342. Almost sold out. This may have to get added to our list of ones we are going to do at some point. Uh-oh. So you have the Dudley Boys first the right to censor. Actually, excuse me. It's not even verse them. It's a Dudley Boys Invitational Tables match. It's a uh, like a, a the tag team gauntlet match that they did on Raw last night. Yeah. So it's the Dudley Boys. They the last eliminated the right to censor, but the other teams in the this gauntlet match was Lowdown, which was Chaz and D'Lo Dip Brown, Too Cool, which was Too Cool, Taz and Raven, and then the right to censor. So a month before, Devon and Bubba Ray are in their trailer, and Bubba Ray walks up to Devon, and he pushes him. He goes, Devon! And he's like, what? And he goes, get the invitations! And Devon goes over, and he brings the invitations, and it says, dear... Enter tag team name. We cordially invite you to participate in the Dudley Boy Table Invitational at No Mercy 2000. Is it all like that big cursive? Like, yeah, it's a calligraphy. 
please RSVP. I guess a week before October fifteenth, two thousand. And then too cool gets in and goes, "Oh, we gotta sign up for this." They do the little fucking dance. Actually, before they sign it, uh, fucking Grandmaster Sex says he's got to put his goggles down over his face. He goes, "I can't read it. Take your goggles off." Better. <laughs> so he writes out the invitation. Bubba Wright does all the calligraphy. I don't know if you know that. Bullshit. Or not, he, but he he's great calligrapher. Calligraphist. He took a classic calligraphography. He does all that stuff really well. So he sat there and Devon licked the stamps and sealed the envelopes. And they actually have this like wax that they'd pour on the back of the envelope. And a and stamp. The stamp and it has 3D. So you know it's the Dudley boys. And then he pushed Devon and goes, Devon! What? Get to the post office! And they fucking went. And they went down to the Dudleyville post office. Which Spike Dudley works at, actually. I don't know if you know that. Bullshit! I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Spike so, Dudley works at the... He's the postmaster general of the Dudleyville post office. That's yeah, pretty amazing. Is that next to Sign Guy Signs? Sign Guy Signs and then Big Dick Dudley works for both of them. But he's only got one eye. So that's why he can only work at one at a time. But he can work at Sign Guy Signs and the post office... With Postmaster Spike Dudley. And that's why, I don't know if you know this, Bullshit! that's why Taz and Raven also got an invitation because they're not a tag team. He accidentally no. dropped an extra one off at Taz's house and Raven's house. And they go, I guess we'll just show up. What are you doing here? And they're like, well, I'm, I got invited. Well, I don't have a tag team partner. Well, we should do it. This is what really happened. I don't know if you're aware. Bullshit! When they showed up, Raven was sitting there in the corner just against the wall like this. Right? Right? Right! Taz is sitting there. He's like, I don't understand. It says it's a tag team invitational, but I don't got a tag team partner. I don't understand. They didn't send it to nobody else. And then Raven's like, what about me? What about Raven? And Taz's like, I guess you'll do. And then Raven's like, all right. And then they became a tag team. Whole big part of the story. So they went to the post office, and they handed Spike the letters and they're like spike we need you to send these out immediately because they need to rsvp by the 15th and we need you to do that right right right. okay guys no problem you the best big brothers in the world and spike delivered it and then bubba ray pushed yvonne they said devon what let's go to applebee's so they went to applebee's so dudleyville has an applebee's yes only in applebee's no other just an no Fridays, no... no. No, there's no, there's no other restaurants. There's no pizzerias, no bagel places, no. The only eatery is Applebee's. That's it. That's it. Dudleyville consists of the sign place, the post office, and an Applebee's. That's their main street. And the Dudley's trailer. That's it. Dudleyville has like a population of like six. Small town USA. No, Dudleyville USA. Well, it's like small town, but it's called Dudleyville. So they go to Applebee's. And since there's only six people that live there, there's nobody. Nobody's at work. So, so nobody they, works at this Applebee's. They they do. show up at an Applebee's. Wait, they show up at an Applebee's and nobody's working. They couldn't even get somebody from the the, the town next to them to come no, work. Because you have to be a resident of Dudleyville in order to work in Dudleyville. Wait, Devon, Bubba Ray, Spike Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley, Big Dick Dudley. That's five. Helen. So there's one person Helen. that could possibly work. Hel- no, they could all work, but Helen is the other resident. Helen Dudley no, runs the Dudley. Apple. She's not Dudley. Oh, she's just Helen. Yeah. 
and she runs the Applebee's. She she moved into Dudleyville. She doesn't run the Applebee's. Then who runs the Applebee's? Bubba Ray and Devon, and that's what I'm trying to get to you in the story. Helen runs the florist shop and the dog groomer place. Wait, wait, Dudleyville. How big is Dudleyville? Like three blocks. Okay, Dudleyville is three blocks. There's six residents in Dudleyville. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Five of them are Dudleys, and one is a Helen. And yes. Bike works at the post office. Sign guy runs a sign place right next to the post office. One-eyed, big, well, big Dudley. A between it. Okay, there's a driveway in between it. Big Dick works at both of them because he, he needs two jobs to survive. Helen runs a florist dog groomer shop because apparently in Dudleyville, the biggest needs they have are post office, signs, Applebee's, and florist dog groomer. You're tracking so far. Please so, continue. So we get to the Applebee's and Bubba Ray unlocks the door. And they go inside and they're just waiting for a host. And then they realize, oh, there's no host here. We'll just seat ourselves. They realized. They they just, every time they walk in Applebee's, they're like, oh, duh, there's nobody here. We just unlocked the door. Why would there be somebody in here to seat us? Yes. So they grab menus. They seat themselves and they're waiting there. And they're looking. Devon says to Bubba Ray, what are you thinking about getting? Pushes them across the table. Says, Devon, what? Get me some baby back ribs. So then Devon, Devon has to go in the kitchen now and cook them. Yes, and then Bubba Ray makes the drinks at service bar. To serve themselves. Yeah. And Devon only drinks milkshakes. <laughs> and Sprite. Combined or, or, no, or separate? No, no, separate. Separate. Or he drinks Sprite with dinner. And then he drinks milkshake afterwards. So they, they share the ribs, maybe an, a, an appetizer. They go during happy hour only. But listen, I forgot. No, no, the... Wait, 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 wait. They live in a town that has no employees at Applebee's. Yeah, they have two Yet, employees. Devon and Bubba Ray, who have to unlock the Applebee's for them to they get inside. So they Stop be... talking. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to try to figure out your logic right now. Okay. There's a couple more businesses I have to talk about in Dudleyville, but you're not letting me. But God. Devon and Bubba Ray, who you, by your own words, they run the Applebee's. They have to unlock the Applebee's door. They forget there's no hostess. They seat themselves. They grab their own menus. They sit down. They order their own food. Devon goes in the back to cook it while Bubba Ray makes the, the milkshakes and sprites. But they still abide by happy hour rules. Yeah, it's half price. Yeah. They don't just not charge themselves or just say it's happy hour all the time. They still abide by the franchise Applebee's set rules of half price appetizers and happy hour. Correct. They could There's just like do whatever they want. They, they own the place. They could just do whatever they want. But they say, oh, wait, we got to wait five minutes before you make those ribs. And that milkshake because it's not happy hour yet. So there's a couple more businesses in Dudleyville. Oh please tell me, but there's not, we've already went over the six residents. So well, six. here's the thing: the the other businesses are right outside the city limits, but still considered Dudleyville, so they can have outside workers. 
You understand? You know what I am saying? I understand. So they have the table factory. Biggest seller, a bit like the, the, the most profitable of Dudley Well, the big, the, there's the highest account is the Dudley Boys, the tag team, because they help Bubba's constantly outside of the store berating his brother, pushing him and telling him, Devon, get the table at least five times a week. So he has to go to the table factory, which yes. is four blocks away, because you said Dudleyville's only three blocks long. So yeah. four blocks away, he has to keep going and getting more tables. Yes. Okay. There's the camouflage tie-dye clothes outlet. Inside the city is also a church. They have a church. Yeah, because Devon's reverend. I'm taking this journey with you. Let's do it. Oh, and then they have, I'm sorry, I forgot. The most important thing, are recreation, they have a movie theater. Oh, they have a movie theater, but no employees. No, and the funny thing about the movies, they're all in 3D. Boo! I love you, Johnny Cakes. What the? <laughs> Brian just flipped me off. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. No, I heard it. You heard me go, what the? <laughs> what the? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last yeah, episode of the Front Set Face Lock podcast will ever produce because I am going to hang myself. Hangman Page? I didn't say bury myself. I said hang myself. So, yeah, that's Dudleyville. Oh. They, oh, oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. They didn't finish their meal. So, of course, Bubba Ray, being the alpha, pushes Devon. It says, Devon, what? Get the doggy bags. And he went to the back. And he packs up their food, and then they go to walk home because nobody drives in Dudleyville. Devon, bust the tables. Waka waka. <laughs> he does that after. After they walk home, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh," and he had to walk back. He's like, "But I gotta. I'm gonna miss church." So invitations get sent out. Two cools like we're there because nobody else invites us to shit. Taz and Raven get separate invites. What about Raven? And they tag up. Who else was there? Lowdown, which was Chaz and D'Lo Brown. That never existed. Um, give me the real tag team. No, it, it was Chaz and, and, and D'Lo Brown. Listen, I know this is like a comedy podcast and shit. And like we make jokes all the time. The joke's not working. Chaz and D'Lo Brown weren't even a tag team. That never happens. No, I'm being Either serious. Like the Headbangers or like nation domination Chaz and D'Lo Brown were never a tag team because that would make absolutely zero sense and they would suck so I mean tell me like who was really in, in the match no it, it, it was it was Chaz and, and D'Lo Brown were that Charlie Brown no they were they were low down they missed that opportunity they could have been Charlie Brown no because they're, because they're low down and their music could have been right right but it, but it's low down okay so what do they do? They do you think lose. Maybe, maybe do you think maybe like the Dudley sent out too many invitations? I think they may have like thought more people were gonna like, show up. Oh, we're gonna send it to like Chaz and D'Lo, but they're never gonna come. Like send they're a pity invitation to them, they'll never show up, but just send it to them anyway. Yeah, you know, we never talk to them. They'll be like, Oh, that's nice of them, but that was a nice, nice gesture. Like they thought they would go, Oh, table invitational, and they just throw in the garbage and they go, eh. I don't know if I told you this part about Dudleyville. Oh, there's more. Yeah. I remember I told you there's no driving. Yeah, there's no roads, apparently. No, but they can ride, like, horses and shit. So after... Wait, wait, wait. no! Wait! They don't drive. No. But 
they can ride horses. Yes. Instead of parking spots for cars, they have those like wooden things that you tie the strap around with the trough of water. Yes. And then in case Charlotte Flair happens to fucking show up. It's actually every horse is a flare riddle offspring. So there's more than one Charlotte out there. No, she just reproduces a lot because she's a whore. A horse faced whore. The worst of all whores. Listen. <laughs> so she's never coming on our show. Um, no. So after Devon busts the tables, they're walking outside of the Applebee's. They they walk because they want some exercise. And Dilo's like, man, you know, that was a lot of work. I feel like there's something else I have to do. And I don't really remember what I'm supposed to do. And Bubba Ray pushes Devon in the chest really hard and goes, Devon! What? Clean the stables. Waka waka. I officially quit this show. <laughs> Devon, clean the stables. They had invitations too that were returned to sender. But there was there was like there's one that was sent back and they were really disappointed, but they forgot that these people were no longer with their company anymore. And then, you know, they said they saw a thing is like Return to sender, and Devon's like, what? And he pushes Devon in the chest. Devon! And he doesn't say what this time. He goes, who? Who's the invitation? And they go, Mose and Mabels! <laughs> <laughs> Mose and Mabels! <laughs> but if they had the, the invitational today, like 2021, they could say the, the Otis and Gables... <laughs> Devon! What? Invite Otis and Gables! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so, who won Right to Censor? No, the Dudley Boys won. Oh. Against right, right to Censor, the good father and Bull Buchanan. The good father and Bull Buchanan. He, he was the good father when he was in Right to Censor. All right. At this time, in wrestling and in Dudleyville... They weren't the only ones sending out invitations. Oh, so, who else was? So the Dudley boys, when they walked back from Applebee's, they noticed that there was mail in their mailbox. Bubba Ray opened up the mailbox. It was like, we have an invitation. Oh, to a wedding. It pushes Devon. He goes, Devon. He's like, who's Brockett Sables? <laughs> Are we done? Or <laughs> well, there was a problem <laughs> at the post office. Of course, because Spike is stupid. No, because Big Dick only has one eye, and he forgot to restock the shit to put on the to postage the same day delivery or you know certified mail. So Bubba Ray and Devon had to go outside of the town, and they had to go to the UPS store. I got a bad feeling about this. And they were sending the invitations in bulk to WWE headquarters. And Bubba Ray had a big cardboard box with the invitations in it for the, the Dudley Invitational. Okay. And he was, about to, he was about to pay. And the guy at the counter was like, sir, you need to get put the address on the box. And Bubba was like, oh, my bad. And he pushes Devon. He goes, Devon, what? Get the labels. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people? I 
hate you so <laughs> much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, what's next? Oh, we're okay. We can finally move on. So, <laughs> <laughs> the ne- <laughs> <laughs> so the next match is the APA and Lita versus Testin Albert and Tris Stratus. And that ended in no contest. TNA? Tat. Tat. They probably wanted it to be Tit. They should change Albert's name to like Ilbert. It could have been Tit for Tat. <laughs> tit for Tat. <laughs> Apple, APA, and Lita. Apple and Tit for Tat. <laughs> and there's a no contest? No contest. The APA murder them, and that's why. Then you have Chris Jericho. Versus X-Pac in a steel cage match. Right to censor Stevie Richards and Val Venus. That's why they weren't in the Invitational. We're fighting Billy Gunn in China. So it's Mr. Ass and Mrs. Clit versus <laughs> <laughs> the right to censor. They're fighting them because they were still DX, right? They were still DX and it's right to censor. So it's like lewdness versus censor. Where's Ivory this whole time? Uh, not here. Then you have... Rikishi first Stone Cold Steve Austin in a no holds barred match that ended in a no contest. How's that happen? I don't know. Is this after Rikishi hit Austin with his car or some shit? Yeah. Rikishi and ain't driving nowhere, first of all. He aged out of nowhere. He ain't driving anywhere. <laughs> no. You said he aged no, out I of nowhere. He- no, he, he ain't driving nowhere. I could have sworn you said he aged yeah, he out of nowhere. nowhere. Like he's fucking... Like he was he, 10 and then all of a sudden he's 40. Yeah, he was like Little Ishii and now he's Rick Ishii. Little Ishii? Is that the prefix to Rick Ishii? That's Little Everybody. Like There's like Little Rock, Little Chris, Little Ishii. And then they all turn into Rick Ishii, Rock. Yeah. It's Rick, Chris Rock. Chris. Chris yeah. Rock. Oh, okay. See, that's stupid. Then you have William Regal versus Naked Midian. Mm, what? William Regal. Yeah. Versus Naked Midian. Why is he naked? Don't you remember when he used to come out with just a fanny pack? Yeah, but why? Because he didn't have any clothes on. Okay. Let's just pretend for a second you're William Regal. Oh, I'm be- William Regal. No, yeah, okay. Like, spot on. <laughs> Perfect. Bot on impersonation. Uh, you're William Regal, and they come up to you and say, Hey, listen, I want you to wrestle a match at No Mercy. I want you to wrestle a match at any, any pay per view. Uh, it doesn't matter the name, but it's going to be No Mercy. Sound good? Okay, Governor. <laughs> All right, Governor. Cheerio. Okay, Governor. Cheerio. I'm William Regal. I'll fight at any pay per view, Governor. Governor McMahon? Don't okay, Governor McMahon. What what, what pay-per-view might you have me wrestling at? Oh, is it no mercy, Governor? I'll fight at that one, too. Who am I wrestling, Governor? You're going to fight Midian. Oh, Midian. He's a good friend of mine. He's a good cook, because now I believe he's a chef. Oh, good. Me and, me and Midian. He was Phineas A. Godwin. He was big. Okay, I'm fighting Midian, Governor. But he's going to be naked. Uh, what? What? <laughs> it's gonna be naked, Midian. You're gonna fight naked man. 
But you mean it to tell me he ain't gonna have no knickers on? He's gonna have no knickers on. His clothes are gonna be all off. He's gonna be all in the nude ski. His wanker's gonna be slapping me back and forth in the face, eh? How am I supposed to put on my finishing maneuver if he's got his wanker all flapping wonky donkey? <laughs> uh, well, that's what's gonna happen. So that, or you don't get any screen time. So it's up to you. So what you're telling me is that if I don't fight this nude man with his wonka all floppy doppy, then I'm not going to be more screen time. Correct. Well, I'm not. I'm going to do it, but I'm opposed. Thanks for being a team player. As long as this wanker doesn't floppy doppy onto my facey-wacey, then I'm okay Midian, with it. And Midian's just sitting there cutting a hole through his fanny pack so he can stick his dick through it. Then you have uh, Los Conquistadors. Hey. Los Conquistadors, which was Conquistador Dos and Conquistador Uno. So Conquistador One and Conquistador Two. But as they have it listed, is Conquistador Two and Conquistador One. This is as if Creature Two came out before Creature One. Yes. Who are they, though? Uh, Conquistador Two was Christian Cage. So not Mexican. And Conquistador One was Edge. And I don't know if you actually do remember this. This is when they wore the gold... Los Conquistadors was a tag team. Yes, I remember that. And Edge actually broke the neck accidentally of one of the Los Conquistadors. They started coming out dressed. It was the gold, all gold with the gold mask. Yes. So they started coming out dressed as Los Conquistadors. But it was Edge and Christian. You know, the Hardys also wrestled as Los Conquistadors. And both Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys both won the WWE World Tag Team Championship like Los Conquistadors. In this particular instance, they're actually fighting the Hardys and Edge and Christian win. Then you have Triple H. Triple H. Versus Chris Benoit. And then the main event was Kurt Angle versus The Rock. Okay. Now... We can actually get to the pay-per-view we've been talking about. Halloween Havoc 2000. Now, that was a pretty good card. Had all their big stars. They threw out all the spots. Hardy's, right. Edge and Christian, Dudley's, Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle. They threw them all out. So you're okay. thinking, WCW, this has got to be Hogan, Sting, Nash, Hall, Luger, Flair. It's not. First match is the Natural Born Thrillers. Chuck Palumbo and Chuck Palumbo. Is it Sean Stasiak or Mark Jindrak? Well, they're all four of them are natural born thrillers, but this particular match is Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare. Okay, he's dead. They fought the filthy animals, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio, and the Boogie Knights, KN, Disco what? Inferno, and Alex Wright. Wait. Boogie, oh, KN Knights, okay. Disco. With the Q. Then you have Reno. Remember Reno's the big guy with the fucking thing no in the back? Of the, he's got no hair and he's got the ponytail. Yeah. He fights Sergeant AWOL for the Hardcore Championship. Then you have the Misfits in Action, which is Lieutenant Loco and General Corporal Rex. Cajun. One of those Lash LaRue, isn't it? Isn't Lash LaRue Corporal Cajun? Lash LaRue is Corporal Cajun, and Lieutenant Loco <laughs> is Chavo Guerrero. 
No, I thought it might have been Conan. No, Conan's with the filthy animal. They fought the perfect event, which is Chuck Palumbo and your favorite TV dinner. Sean Salisbury Stasiak. So then the next match is more filthy animals. No, there can't be more filthy animals. We went through all of them. No, Conan and Tigress. Who's Tigress? She was one of the filthy animals. She's the Black Nitro girl that was with filthy animals. Oh, okay. And they're fighting Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson. Then you have, and I have questions, and this is a match we have to watch, Buff Bagwell. Marcus Alexander Bagwell? The very one and only. Versus David Flair. David. In a first blood DNA match. Last time I saw Flair in a first blood match, the first blood didn't win the match. That was Ric Flair, though. This is right. David Flair. Yeah, like, I know. Does it mean that they have to bleed and then they have to test the blood to make sure it's their blood? Do they have a guy there with, like, a test tube that's like, all right, put it in the test tube, and then they go in the back into a lab? Put it in the fucking centrifuge. So they have to throw the blood into a centrifuge real they quick. Bleed, they bleed. They have to take a sample of the blood, run over to a ring post, and drop the blood into a spinning centrifuge. Or do they take the blood and put it on a slide, and then they send it out to the lab? And then at the end of the night, you find out the results? Yeah. While they, everyone waits. I guess we'll find out. Because I'm really curious to find out what a first blood DNA match is. What do we got next? Next we got Mike Sanders, who's with Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo. So he's obviously one of the perfect event. He's one of the TV dinners. He's the TV dinner everybody picks up and goes, ah, oh, man, I wish there was Salisbury steak in this he's one. fucking fish to dinner. He's a Nobody fish ever man. buys the fish dinner. No, because you got fucking garbage person from Fraggles, Sean Salisbury Stasiak, and then Mike Sanders, the fish TV dinner. And he's fighting Ernest Miller in a kickboxing match. Oh, boy. I got to tell you, that 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 sounds awful. The cat? Kickboxing match. Kickboxing Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxing match? The only way this match would be acceptable to watch is if they what? dipped their hands in the glue and the glass and then and actually kickbox. Yeah. Fucking slice each other's cocks off. I mean, I guess they can go for the cock. Just slice each other's cocks off. Brian Clark, before he shoves them in their asses, sucks them clean from the blood. Wait, wait. Like so, a brisk. Like, you know when, no, like, the juice... No, the no, guy, wait, stop. sucks the blood? Who sucks the blood in a circumcision? You never heard about that? The rabbis. The rabbis suck circumcision yeah. blood. They cut the fucking foreskin off, and they suck the blood off the penis. Look it up. I... I'll take your word for that one. No, Rabbi Brian Clark comes over and he fucking... So they cut each other's dick off and then Rabbi Brian Clark runs out and before <laughs> the, the dick... <laughs> Adam Bomberg and he grabs the cock and he sucks the blood out of the foreskin and then he throws the dick like a fucking Adam Bomb football. Yeah, and he signs it first. Oh, he signs the dick. It goes one of two. <laughs> <laughs> but Ernest he... Miller's is like really big. Yeah, so gotta, like, he has to throw it like a javelin. <laughs> that would explain why Brian Clark's tongue is always red. Yeah, he's sucking all the blood off dicks. And William Wings is like those bloody dicks from Midian. <laughs> but he's like he holds. Remember like Lamar. 
in Revenge yeah, of the Yeah, yeah we've got the floppy javelin. Floppy javelin. That's Brian Clark with Ernest the Cat's dick in his hand. And he throws it out, and some lucky fan gets it, and he mounts it above his fireplace like a deer head. <laughs> but he doesn't mount it sideways like a tuna. He mounts it like the balls against the wall, and it just hangs out yeah, over hangs his fireplace. Bronzes it, too. Bronzes Ernest Miller's Imagine dick. Imagine going to Meg's house and walking in and just seeing a bronzed cock hanging over the fireplace. And then he doesn't point out. He's like having tea with you. And you're like sitting there enjoying the tea, and he just blow bridge. And he's just sitting there having the tea, and he just and you go, man, I love your house. It's got such feng shui. Yes, I've decorated it with many memories over the years. He talks like this when he's not in the ring. I'm decorated with many memories I've had throughout my career of wrestling. And then one of us just has to go, "What's with the dick?" Oh, you've noticed. I'm sorry, I didn't think you saw. This is my bronzed Ernest Millicock that I caught one day when Brian Clark threw it out in the crowd like a javelin. And I if caught it and I brought it to my bronzer. And he bronzed it and I placed it above my fireplace. If you noticed, it's etched right in the side. One of two. Here's the certificate of authenticity. And Brian Clark has actually taken a picture with it and said, this is the first of two. Because that's how Meng talks when he's at home. Uh, Sounds exactly like him. I can't prove you're wrong. So the next match is uh, Mike Awesome versus Vampiro. Then you have General Rection. No. Versus Lance Storm and Jim about, Duggan. Can we talk about something real quick? Sure. We talk a lot of shit about Brian Clark in May. And we will still. But Hugh Morris has been in every fucking pay-per-view too. But he's been Hugh Morris... He's been General Rection, and he's then General he's been Hugh Morris again. So he might be taking that dick, too, with the General Rection part. So he's fighting both Landstorm and Mike Awesome? No, and Jim Duggan. Why both of them? Is it like a three, a th- triple threat match or one on two? It's a handicap match for the United States Championship. He was that well-liked that he – is he favored to win a match versus Landstorm and Jim Duggan? But here's the thing. It's a handicap match. So that means Landstorm and Jim Duggan are a tag team, even though Landstorm is the champion. Now, if it was a triple threat, that would mean all three at once. But this is a handicap match, but the champion is on the tag team. So the champion has the advantage. Okay. But maybe if Jim Duggan gets the pin for his team, Landstorm still loses. See, I don't know, because that would be a triple threat match then. But General Rection wins, so it doesn't matter. He does. Then you have your boy, Jeff Jarrett. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. <laughs> Versus Sting. Big Darby Allen. Father Darby Allen. Grandpapa. Papa. Papa Darby Allen. That is a grandpapa. Oh, hello, grandpapa. We got to watch the end of that Sting match because I heard something happens. Really? Yes. There's some shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? The main event should have been Booker T versus Scott Steiner for the World Heavyweight Championship. You would think that'd be the main event, right? That should be the main event. But it's not. Okay, that's this match though coming up. You want to know what the main event is? Goldberg versus Chronic. Chronic is Brian Adams... And Rabbi Bomberg. 
Adam Bomberg, Brian Clark in a handicap elimination match. But if Goldberg lost, he would have been forced to leave WCW. Why? I feel like all of Goldberg's matches in 2000 were like that. Didn't we do another match where it was like Goldberg has to leave WCW if he lost? I th- and he lost think, like Nash I think like every Goldberg match we've ever covered was if he lost, he had to leave WCW. I wish there was that if he lost, he would leave WWE forever and take a stupid fucking son with him, but that's not happening. So I'm thinking the matches we should watch are definitely the Buff Bagwell David Flair first blood DNA match. Yes. Then the kickboxing match. Yes. And then I, I gotta just say the gold We've got to watch the end of the sting match. The end of the sting match because of shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? And the Goldberg. And then Goldberg Chronic. All right, so I guess first one, Buff Bagwell, David Flair? Uh, yeah. They don't even have the cool WWE Halloween Havoc set anymore. It's the same generic one they've used in every 2000 pay-per-view. Tori Wilson looks like shit in WCW. She's wearing a Wonder Woman thing like Beth Phoenix. So are you ready? I'm ready! Yes. You're, oh, look at the disposable camera. That poor Colombian kid got issued <laughs> when he crossed the border. Here's your disposable camera and here's your passport. <laughs> Here's your government-issued paper camera. Oh, oh Buff Bagwell. Well. promo. He always laughs at his own jokes. His stupid fucking haircut, always. He said he's going to rip his ass? He's going to rip his ass. He didn't even say kick his ass. He said rip his ass. He's going to rip his ass with what? His fucking dick? With his stupid haircut. Oh, this fucking guy. But Daniel. what is the DNA test for? Who the daddy of who is? Hancock's baby. Is it Hancock's? Oh, from... When she was pregnant, that one pay-per-view. Oh, really? Is that what this is about? We're never going to find out on this episode. David Flair is just wearing like a Nitro British tour shirt. They couldn't even afford to make David Flair shirts for him. And he's got like rosacea. Really bad. What do you think David Flair does now? You know what? I'm I'm curious about that, so I'm actually going to look him up right now. What does David Flair do now? Personal life. Do you think he got tits and fucked Matt Riddle and became... He does nothing. He dated Stacey Keebler. He married Robin Haskell. Really in real life? Yeah, apparently. What the fuck, and, man? And he's married with two kids, and one of his kids is a uh, gymnast. Oh, yeah? Actually, you know what? Can you confirm or deny that David Flair is not actually Charlotte Flair? I can't. can't. Nobody he... has seen David Flair since 2001. And then all of a sudden, Charlotte Flair comes up and she's a brilliant wrestler. Meanwhile, David Flair is doing this. Look, he did oh, he's Rick doing Flair. the Ric Flair. He did. He's been doing this shtick for twenty years, so he could be Charlotte. He just got some breast implants, changed his pronoun, and now he's Charlotte Flair. And still kept the dick. It actually looks like exactly like Charlotte Flair's body. Yeah, with the, the, they ripped the shirt off, and it looks exactly like Charlotte Flair's body, except for the breast implants. Well, that's that's new. Well, now we solved that mystery. If I ever got beat up by David Flair, I would fucking go hang myself. It could explain why Buff Bagwell became a gigolo, because he's like, I can't even beat up David Flair. And why he's, like, always getting arrested and shit. Sir, do you know know why I pulled you over? I got beat by David Flair! (laughs) Bagwell actually wins this match, which is funny. David Flair does? No, Bagwell does. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know, maybe the only time I want to buff Bagwell to win anything. Did, was there a tagline? Let's see. Is there a tagline? You know how I love taglines. I do. 
The future of professional professional wrestling is here and now. That's not the tagline. No, it is. They don't have a big set for this Halloween Havoc, do they? No, they have the same set they used on all 2000 with the big screen and the big ramp, but they don't have the inflatable pumpkins and everything. This is Vince Russo era. He's going to do a blockbuster? No, he's not. David Flair walked right into that. Oh, look, David Flair's busted open. First blood, okay. So now they have to get the DNA off the first blood. Wait. Why is Flaxseed Luger out there? Oh, because they were totally buff. They were a tag team. Oh, that's right. He's going to turn on them or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah, he does. He's a Yankee fan. Fuck this guy. Why is Luger turning on Buff Bagwell? What motivates this? Buff Bagwell didn't buy his heroin. So, wait. Now, he's busted open, so now that David Flair is taking blood from him? But what difference does it matter whose DNA they take? David Flair lost the match. With baby daddy. What difference does it make? Like, if I took Buff Bagwell's blood and he wasn't the father, but David Flair's blood was the father, it's not going to change depending on who takes the blood. Oh, they're they're going backstage now. This is not happening right now. No, it is. It is actually happening. David Flair is going to go test the blood right now. I got his blood. He's got one of those little like things that goes under the microscope. Yeah, not even like a slide. test tube. A slide. Yeah, a slide. A slide. For, oh, uh, and there's scientists waiting. Fucking Beekman's world in the back. Davon, get the graduated cylinders. And then they just cut it? And uh, there's Goldberg. Uh, wait, from- they cut it again. And then they go to Scott Steiner. Do you like his chainmail? I want that chainmail. Yeah, your birthday's coming up in a month and a half, so yeah. Oh, Mike Sanders, he's the guy that was like the WCW commissioner the, for a while. The fucking the fucking kickboxing match, right? Yeah, and I forgot who Mike Sanders was. Mike Sanders was like the All WCW right. commissioner. Would you trust Chuck Palumbo fixing your car and Sean Stasiak fixing your dinner? No. I would feel like my brakes wouldn't work and my food would be poisoned. Do you think that Sean Salisbury Stasiak cooks your dinner on the engine while Chuck Palumbo's working on it. He does. He Another fucking in-ring promo. Oh, Sean Stasiak must be off his juice on this one. Yeah, he's looking a little weak here. And why does Chuck Palumbo have two boxing gloves around his fist? Because it's thick boxing. But, but they don't need gloves. Maybe in a right real kickboxing they do. Oh, look, natural born losers with two O's. Oh, like natural thrill. Oh, I hope they're dead. What are you doing, Meat? Meat's got a bucket and a towel. He's the spit guy. And he's a chiropractor, right? He's a chiropractor now. And Chuck Palumbo's a mechanic. Meat cracking your back. And then you got the Golden Lords from fucking Meteor Man coming out right now. <laughs> meat cracking your back. And every time you crack, you just go, Meat. Another, in, uh, another promo? Wow, we got lots of promos. Is that Tisha Campbell? No, it's not Tisha Campbell from House Party 1, 2, and 3. Tisha Campbell from Martin? Same person. No, it's not her. Why? Is that Hillary from Fresh Prince? It might be Hillary from Fresh Prince. Probably not. Is that the girl who played Hillary who was in Class Act? No. Same girl. No, it's not. The girl in Class Act is the same girl who played Hillary in in Fresh Prince. No, she was a Nitro girl. No, I'm talking not about this girl. I'm talking about the girl Hillary. Yeah, I know that, but you said is this is this the one from is this Hillary? I said maybe, and it, no, it's not. What? This is not the same one. The same one of what? Hillary. 
I know it's not really Hillary. I'm saying Hillary from Fresh Prince. Yeah, it she looks- was the same one from Class Act. Yes, that's what I fucking said. Yeah, and that's not her. <laughs> well, no shit, Sherlock. It's not fucking Tisha Campbell either. No, of course it's not Tisha Campbell. She had too much class to be in this. This guy should have been in three cool. Waka waka. What the fuck did you just say? No, wait, 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 Am I wait, it? wait. Am I pausing no, it? we're not pausing it. Because I want to know why the fuck you just said he should be in three cool. <laughs> Look at him. He was dancing. But wait. There was no three cool. It was two cool. Should have been three cool. So this guy should have been the fourth member of two cool because Rikishi was the third member. This guy's white. They only count the white people. Oh, so it's two cool plus the Samoan guy. That's in like the fine print. So you're not cool enough to be too cool. Because you're Samoan. But Mike Sanders should have been the third white guy, and been three, three cool plus Rakishi. Three cool, yep. Three cool and friend. <laughs> three cool plus one on the three. invitation. <laughs> that they never got. That they never got. Why is fucking Joker from Gotham refereeing this match? Jerome? Jerome, yeah. Jerome from Gotham is refereeing this match. So they actually have rounds here. Ugly bitch. That's Hillary. That's not Hillary. Get out of my way, Ginger. Fucking Ian from Shameless. I never watched Shameless. Tell me that's not him. Who? Ian from Shameless? Yeah. I never watched it. I have to look him up. It's just Jerome. It's the same actor. I didn't know that's he was on said. Shameless because I don't I don't watch Shameless. You should. Why? Because it's amazing. And okay. Fiona's I'm not high. going to. No, sir. You would not be allowed in Dudleyville. But so now Chuck and Sean are, are beefing. Beefing because it's funny because like steak is beef. Waka waka. But um, Mike Sanders is getting his ass kicked. But Mike Sanders wins. What would you? Why? Do, why? 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 Now I know they had a match earlier, but why is Chuck Palumbo still in his retro wrestling accoutrement, <laughs> even though he wrestled four matches ago? I don't know, but. These guys are fucking a bunch of douches. Or here comes the illegal move that Mike Sanders is going to win somehow, right? Yeah, because uh, Jerome is outside the ring and the, the clock is still going for the round. You know, for a kickboxing match, I haven't seen a lot of kicking. It's mostly it's just been boxing, not kicking. Oh, those some Eddie Goro Tekken 3 shit, bro. Do you ever play Tekken 3? Yeah, I, I played Tekken 2. The Tekken 3 had Eddie Gordo, the Jamaican guy. He used to do the Capoeira or Brazilian guy. And he would do like this fucking spin shit. And that's what he did. And this must have been at the same time that game was popular. Oh, Shane chain. Douglas loves shoving chains down his pants. Ch- chain Douglas? Chain in my pants, Douglas. This is like this is the second pay-per-view we've covered where Chain Douglas hit somebody with a chain and then shoved it in his tights. Shane Douglas is fucking terrible. Right? Awful. Was he ever good? Was he even good in ECW? No. He was Dean Douglas, then he was the franchise. He didn't get up at zero, by the way. Oh, he's uh, oh, the chain. Your your chain has no effect on me. What the fuck? Dude, this guy's a little bitch. What are we watching? Rushing fucking the cat just. He can knock that other guy out in one punch, but he can't knock this fucking jerk off out. 
Oh, he's taking the gloves off. Oh, he's gonna get disqualified or counted out, I bet, right? Why is there countouts in a kickboxing match? Yep, got count out. Wait, wait. It, it it's a kickboxing match and he was counted out. He was counted out when there's rounds. Yeah, it's not right. Like a wrestling match. I I I I I I've never seen a boxing match or a kickboxing match where somebody gets counted out when there's rounds. All right, so we have to go to the uh Jeff Jarrett sting match first. Hey, it's baby legs! The baby legs, baby legs, here we go! Did you say breaking legs? I said breaking necks and cash and checks. I think said breaking legs and cash and checks. Brian Clark said Breaking necks and cashing check. Oh, wait a second. Oh, this is when Mike Austin was the 70s guy. Oh, are you serious? This is when he was just the uh, the when he was the chubby chaser. He was that 70s guy, but he was also like the chubby chaser, too. I fucking well, have you ever seen this guy now? I fucking hate a vampiro. What the fuck? He's wearing a Marilyn Manson outfit, he's a jerk set and dress. Ugh. He sucked. Does he have a samurai sword in his hand? Does he? So this is post-Misfits. He's Marilyn Manson now, but he's oh. all suck. I remember when he was, uh, gold-dusted the Marilyn Manson thing. See Vampiro now, he's like, he's like 300 pounds. He always sucked. Does He never became a champion, right? I don't know. Maybe he was like a U.S. champion or something, but never world champion. They tried to make him like a big deal. Vampiro, the Mexican vampire. I'm El Vampiro. I will suck your dick. And he's from fucking Canada. Yeah. Like, like dude, can you be any farther away from Mexico? Yeah, I mean, he could be, but that's pretty far. He should have been Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Done a lot better. Hey, I'm, I'm a vampire, eh? <laughs> hey, baby. I'm going to nice. suck your blood, eh? Is that cool if I suck your blood, eh? Mike Awesome kind of looks like a fat piper. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything with Mike Awesome except just make him Mike Awesome. Yeah. They didn't have to turn him to that 70s guy or whatever. He had like the fucking best power bombs ever. Yeah. He was definitely like probably the best one. All right. So we go to the next match? Yeah. So we're going to go. Well, we got to go to the end of the Jeff Jarrett Sting match. Vampiro's dead, apparently. But I need to talk to you about what happens. Remember Lance Storm is fighting a match? Yes. And his partner's Jim Duggan? Yes. Where's Jim Duggan from? Jim Duggan is from the USA. Oh, fuck, dude. We're going to be up here all night. We're going to be here all night. All right. I'll tell you why, okay? Oh, you'll know what I'm talking about. You're going to know immediately. Is it Fat Tie-Dye Guy? It's not the only one. Fat Tie-Dye Guy and Weird Brian Clark Guy and Fat Zoe Deschanel? It's fucking Zoe Deschanel, fat tie-dye guy, and the Klingon from fucking Star Trek. Do they have press pass? pass? I don't know why Tony Schiavone is talking about them. Why are we talking about these people? Watch when fucking Klingon face. Oh, he's got one tooth in the mouth, yeah, like in the center of his mouth. Middle. It's like right here. See it? Are we hitting play? Are we hitting play? Yes, we've been going. Canada. Landstorm, right? Right? Right! Major, Major Guns. She's not right. Canadian, but okay. Okay, she's not Canadian. Who's that guy back there? That that can't be Hacksaw, because he's American. Through and through. Red, white, and blue running through his veins. 
Oh no, he's fucking Canadian now. No. Yeah. Hacksaw? Yep, that's Hacksaw. Look at him. Short haired fucking coffee enema smell motherfucking Canadian Canuck bitch. Hacksaw Chim Duggan. He decides he wants to be a citizen of three countries. Fucking the US Canada Revolution. But Canada doesn't make two by fours. Canada does not. Canadian two by fours are actually different sizes because they have the metric system. Yes, exactly. And they can't get a pole big enough in Canada. Is is Hacksaw Heel now? Is this the Impact Players but with Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Ugh. Hacksaw still looks smelly in fucking red Adidas pants. I've been to Canada. I liked it. But in general, Canada sucks like, compared to everywhere else. You can only live on the border of the United States because everything else is uninhabitable. Oh, fucking huge erection is the representative of America. That's what people outside of the world right now are looking at this pay-per-view in 2000 going, that's America. He wore this outfit and he tried to go and sneak into Dudleyville to fucking apply for a job. Like, bro, get out. So he's hacksawing hacksaw right now. He's trying to out-hacksaw hacksaw. hacksaw. Hacksaw is using his two-by-four as a rifle. Why is it that Hacksaw Jim Duggan never came out to the ring with a fucking hacksaw? Why are we not funding this? He Ever. Out, Ever. He came out with the product of something that he would have hacksawed to get. The post-production of a hacksaw he came out with. And there would have never been a straight a straight cut like that with a hacksaw. hacksaw no, hacksaws are hard. Suck. Have you ever cut anything with a hacksaw? Yeah, never never in as smooth as a two-by-four. It's pretty impossible. Okay, I guess we can skip to the end of this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see the shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? So in General Rection 1, it, it was the U.S. belt? No, that was the Canadian U.S. belt. The Canadian U.S. belt. It was the U.S. belt, but they made the Canadian belt. With the ca- Canadian flag, like, upside down. Stupid. Listen, they have a leaf on their fucking flag. A leaf. Like, the most common leaf ever. It's a maple leaf. Yeah, every country has it. Yeah, we all have maple leaves. We get it. We get it. You make syrup. So does Vermont. Well, here's fucking Michael Buffer. He's not even doing the main event. He's doing the Jeff Jarrett match? Sting and Jarrett, by the way. Sting, the, this, we're at the Sting and Jeff Jarrett match. This stupid shout. Uh, here's oh, Rick Flair. What? What? Somebody's... Wait, wait, what? Somebody's dressed as Sting. Dude, is that Sting? That, that guy actually looks like... He looks Stinger. exactly like him. Is that the Renegade? Oh, no, he's dead. That looks like the actual Stinger Sting. So the they dog. brought out a Stinger Sting to fight the actual Sting. This No, this this is not happening, right? But was that the actual Sting, or was that Stinger, was the real Sting, Stinger Sting? No, real Sting is not Stinger Sting because his boots are too small. Oh, you, look, you know the size of their boots. Yeah, he always has big boots when he's Stinger Sting. Oh, it's just Scorpion Death Drop Stinger Sting. Looks like he just did his own move wrong. Crow Sting just Stinger Sting. It's Stinger Dropped Stinger Sting. Didn't the Scorpion Death Drop do... Didn't he fall forward? No, he always fell back. And he actually hurt Stinger Sting because two refs had to come and take Stinger Sting out. Why did they bring a Stinger Sting out just for no reason? To get beat up? That's not even the shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? Oh, there's more shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? Oh, a lot more shenanigans. I you think. mean shenanigans? So fake Stinger Sting coming out to fight Sting Sting 
It's not the the, the shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? Oh, there's another stinger sting. So fucking that's another like, stinger sting. That's like heart foundation sting. That is like heart because it's pink and black with the shoulder pad thing. So they're just wheeling out stinger stings. But why? But he's got like warrior makeup. Well, well I guess it's the sting makeup. Yeah. Yeah, it's the. I mean, it was pretty much the same. But he looks nothing like Sting. The first one did. The first one looked exactly like Sting. And the ref is just not calling yeah, like, disqualification. Oh, he's going to just leave now because he got thrown out. Well, he's like, uh, oh, I'm good. No, Sting, I'm good. Like me. Hey, you, me. Time out. Oh, oh no, dude, I'm good. I, I got, you know, I, I need to be on TV for a couple seconds. My bad, my bad bro. Sorry, man. Somebody just gave me 20 bucks and told me to dress up like you and then come out here. My bust. Get in the back, bitch. But I'm you. I'm Stinger Sting. We're Stingers. We're Stings. J E double F J A double R E double T. Ha ha. Oh, here's oh, oh there's a Sting. There's a, a a red and black Stinger Sting. Is that Billy Kidman? That looks just like Billy Kidman. It's got to be Billy Kidman. That is Billy Kidman. That, there's no, no way. Look at the nose. Jared. No, it's not Billy Kidman. The nose is too small. Is that Jared Leto? No, he's too fat for Jerry Leto. Why are they just wheeling out these Sting things? This is the Stings, the Stings match. Sting versus Jeff Jarrett versus Sting versus Sting versus Sting. <laughs> fucking A. This pay-per-view was so bad they had to put out every fucking version of Sting ever. Can we get Diamond Dallas paid for this pay-per-view? No. How about Hogan? No. Nash? No. How about 50 different Stings? Oh, and, and he's he has to scorpion death drop them all at the top of the ramp. It's the only place they can take uh, it. Do you think the version, the now version of Sting comes out? The next one that comes out is the one that Seth Rollins broke his shoulder, and then it's Darby Allen, and then it's Joker Sting, <laughs> and then it's, and then it's Sting now, and then it's fucking all six Stings jerking each other off in a fucking circle. So what's the next thing they're gonna wheel? Is this the shenanigans, or is there more? No, there's more shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? Uh, more shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? different stings coming out. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. There's no way they could top having three different stings come out. Oh, oh, they can. No, I don't believe they can. I believe that that's the... How do you top that? You blow your load. It takes you a while to get a new load. Roll out another sting. It's Imagine hard. if you blew loads and just stings came out. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the hell is wrong with you people? What are the first lo- Is it like Stinger and then yeah, Long Hair and Brown Hair Stinger and then Crow Stinger and then NW Sting, Wolfpack, the Joker, Joker sting. sting? If you throw enough ropes out there, you could have enough iterations of Sting. But if you didn't eat all your fucking fiber or protein or yogurt or whatever the fuck makes you. Uh, yogurt. Produce- that would have been a great addition to Hogan's thing. Say your vares, eat your vitamins, and your yogurt. You want to have thick loads <laughs> for your wife. You want to have thick loads that you can have that you can have a daughter that you don't want to date black people. Eat your yogurt. Oh, oh sorry, there's somebody else coming out. Or is that guy just looking that way? That, that guy was just looking that way, like, oh, maybe there's another sting coming out. Why is Maven the ref right now? Is anyone all right? Can we pause? Because I gotta I gotta ask you a question. I'm going to answer it. Yes, it has happened before. No, no, that's not my question. All right. You work at AutoZone, right? No, but okay. Hypothetically, you work at AutoZone, and you're just sitting there, and there's a couple people came in to buy batteries, 
spark plugs, maybe some of those plastic hubcaps, a couple other of things. automobile device things. Yeah, they've come in there say, hey, listen, there's a I'm getting a little warning on my car. Can you come plug that thing in to give me the code so I know what's wrong with it so I can fix it, right? Right. right. Then there, you know, there's a time where it's usually not that busy. And then, you know, you eat lunch and then it picks up a little bit. And then you're sitting there and, you know, you're ringing everybody up and doing your thing. And you look up and your eyes deceive you for a second because you think, you think that you see a person that's like four people back in line that looks like he is dressed like Sting from WCW. With the makeup and everything and the outfit. Just like that. And he's just kind of like waiting there. Do you know where I'm going with this? So because Sting wears mechanics gloves, you think he gets all dressed up in his Sting attire, makeup and all, and goes, oh, shit, I have a hole in my mechanics gloves. It's time to go to AutoZone. And he shows up at AutoZone. Why the fuck would he buy mechanics gloves and wear them with mechanics? Like, what the fuck is that? What is that? Is he fixing cars on the fucking <laughs> backstage? Is he going, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to Scorpion Death Drop three stings and then I'm going to go fucking tune up the engine on my fucking <laughs> Shelby. 63 Seve Nova. <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on here? He comes out with a baseball bat. He doesn't come out with a tire iron or a fucking jack. None of those things. But here's the thing. You think because he comes out with a baseball bat, he would come out with baseball gloves. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No fucking um, Nike swoosh here. Or no Franklin. Franklin. Nothing. Nope. He no. comes out with mechanics gloves. Now, are there a lot of baseball players that may wear mechanics gloves as batting gloves? I'm going to tell you how many off the top of my head. Uh, zero. Zero. Exactly. Ipso facto. Ipso facto. Fuck Sting. So besides all the other reasons that Sting sucks, fuck him for his mechanics gloves. You think he's backstage? He's like, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I've worn mechanics gloves. They're not here. They're here. They go. Oh, they're <laughs> this. In the inner wrist. Yeah. You know what they should have came with? Fucking a hidden razor blade. So when he fucking tightened it, it slit his fucking wrist and killed him. <laughs> Better put my mechanics gloves on. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. And everyone started clapping. And Darby Allen's in the back crying, going, My what? daddy! You could have been, we could have been a team. You could have been my mentor. He's wearing mechanics gloves. I've said this you, for 30 years. You said this exact thing. That. I never understood why he wore mechanics gloves. Did he go and he's like, I really want gloves. And WCW's like, hey, listen, we could splurge on the makeup. We could splurge on the tights and the equipment. But the gloves, way too much. He's like, I'll buy my own gloves. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah. He goes, well, I have to make them the same color. Or, or And then he went and bought them. Or was he just at AutoZone, like replacing the battery on his car and you looked over, you know, browsing, waiting for them to be done. And you saw the gloves. He's like, dude, that'll go perfect for my fucking Sting outfit. I think it was the latter. I think he showed up. I think that he showed up at a pay-per-view. His, he got a flat tire. Because I think he could afford a car that his battery doesn't die. I think he drove over nails. 
the, the wrestler nails. nails. The wrestler, yes, him. He drove over nails and he got a flat tire. And he 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 bought he he, he goes to get a new, new tire at AutoZone, and he's in line and he sees the mechanics gloves and he buys them. This is still when he's still Stinger. And he looks at him and goes, "Oh, if I can just incorporate these fucking comfortable gloves into an outfit." So then, fast he watches, forward, he watches the crow. Fast forward, he watches the crow, and he changes his makeup. And then he's in his room. And he goes, "Oh my god, I'm just not. I'm I'm not complete. I just I feel like I'm missing something. I know I can't keep doing the crow makeup. I gotta like change this. So I'll do the two lines and the thing." And he goes, oh, I'm missing something. And he just, it's like a beam of light. Uh, I, feel all, I feel all naked Midian here in my hands. Yeah. And he just, and he, like a beam of light just shines. And he just goes, oh my God. And he puts the mechanics gloves on. He goes, I knew I bought these for a reason. Yes. He straps them in. Tight. Tight. As tight as possible. Like but he can't even feel his he hands. Can, he can feel his pulse through his glove. And Bischoff calls him and goes, Sting, listen, um, you've been up in the rafters for a couple of weeks now. We need you to, like, come down. Like, are you ready? Like, you've been saying for weeks that you, you think you're missing something. Did you get it? And he goes, oh, Eric, I, I got, got it. it. I got it. Put me on TV this week. We'll make it. And he pops down to the ring. He does his whole thing. And then he goes in the back. And Eric goes, oh, my God, you look more confident than you've ever looked. And he just goes, check out these bad boys. <laughs> Like, fuck him, dude. Fuck this guy. Now, oh. now here's a, this brings up another question. I've, like I said, I've worn mechanics gloves. They tear easily. They're very comfortable, but they tear easily. So, do you think he had to go to a new auto zone every town he went to? He had no, to finally. Yeah, you know how there's a picture of fucking Jim Powers at the Metro Liquors in East Rutherford? Yes. There's a signed fucking headshot or selfie of Sting at every auto zone in every major city that WCW went in the 2000s or 1990s and, and 2000s. And it's a picture of him with the glove pointing at mm-hmm. it and he signs it over the gloves. Thanks for the gloves. Stinger. Sting. Sting. It's this Stinger but he crosses out it's like with a silver marker pen. He like scratches out the ER because he's so, he was so used to Stinger and he it's like Stinger. Oh shit! Um, cross that out. Sting. Does he watch movies once a decade and then decide yeah. that's my character? Scott Hall is the one that told him about the Crow, and he watched the Crow, and he's like, "That's my gimmick forever." And then he watched the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight, and he goes, "I like the Joker thing too. I wonder if they make mechanics gloves in other colors." He had mechanics gloves with the red too. Yeah, that's what bases his character. If he can get. He didn't. He didn't want to go to Wolfpack at first, and I don't know if you know this. This is true. Bullshit. He was reluctant to go to Wolfpack because Mechanics Gloves didn't come out with red and black ones right away. And then he had the. He signed up for the newsletter, the Mechanics Gloves newsletter, and he kept si- He kept sending Stephen Mechanics, the guy who owns Mechanics Gloves, kept sending him letters going, Stephen, I need red and black mechanics gloves and they go we're not at that level yet we can't See, make red and black it's weird because the story that i heard walked into the auto zone and they only had the red and black that's what i thought it was and he was like now i have to change my whole shit so i went to national i was like hey can you guys like 
do something. Like we're in a new city. I don't can't find my gloves. They ripped. You know, start a thing. Like fucking egg stink. Like this is all the time. You're always trying to reinvent yourself. We can't afford the giant pumpkins for Halloween Havoc because you were spending so much money on mechanics gloves. But they're really comfortable, guys. Oh, so we're not even close to shenanigans, right? No. Is there more stings coming out? Uh, no. I mean, there's something coming out. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to like this, am I? Yeah, probably not. The is not selling now. Makeup, the only makeup that ever comes off. Now the Warriors came off. Well, because they're a tag team. Yeah, I mean, they probably use the same latex paint, and that's why they're both fucking he's idiots now. Oh, he's doing a sharpshooter. Sting, Sting has stolen everything. What? 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 The, what? What? There, that? It there it is. Wait, what the fuck just happened? Another, another, wait, 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 another, another, another Sting. Wait, oh, he comes back out with him. So a guy dressed as Sting comes out from the ring, and then he brings him back out. Oh, is he going to Scorpion death drop him off the fucking apron? And he just continues the match like nothing happened? A human being just pulled you into a wrestling ring, and you're just going to keep going. Oh, there's more. Oh, the lights are out now. There's more. That wasn't it. I'm sitting there just enjoying your, your misery right now. Oh, this so you've my, seen this. You know what's happening. No, no, I've read about it. And this is my Harvey Whippleman fireball to Hogan. Wait, wait now they're bringing a sting from the, the rafters in an obvious wig. What the fuck is going on? They brought out two stingers. A wolf pack sting and two sting stings. <laughs> and his wig fell off. It's a bald sting. He's bald. It's bald sting. That's you. The last thing. The last thing was a better sting than this thing. And his makeup's gone already. <laughs> bald sting's makeup is just gone. Is that Booker T? Who is that? That Booker T? No, it's Stevie Ray. He's like, what the fuck is going on? There's two other matches, and there's a hole in the ring, and <laughs> seven stings. <laughs> is, is, that, is that another sting? How many stings are here? Who's that? That's the sting that came out from the ring. He no sold the guitar oh, shot. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, there's, there's another the, guitar too. Another guitar. <laughs> so. Jeff Jarrett hits him with a guitar. He sells that. But other Sting Sting hits him with a guitar. He doesn't sell that. And, and now there's a hole in the ring. There's no announce table. No disqualification, there's been 17 right? Sting deaths. No disqualification. No disqualifications. And there's still two matches to go. <laughs> the ring is destroyed. The announce table is destroyed. Two guitars have been destroyed, and 17 stings have been killed. I am savoring all of this. He scorpion death dropped seven stings. Seven stings! <laughs> Five of them in the same place. In the scorpion death drop zone. And he still lost the fucking match. Be like, on the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. 12 stings are stinging. 11 guitars are strumming. Why though? Oh, the one who pulled him under the ring though was Vampiro. Playing no, it sting. wasn't. No, yeah. it wasn't because he didn't have dreadlocks. No, they said it wasn't the Wikipedia. 
So let me get this straight, Vinny. Yeah. Let me get this straight. Good. Jeff Jarrett fought Sting. Yes. And then a stinger came out from right. like early '90s Sting, and then a stinger came out from like mid '90s Sting, and then Wolfpack Sting came out. Can I read it? Yes, please read this. While Sting made his ring to ring, a man dressed as Sting from early in his career attacked him. However, Sting was able to hit the scorpion death drop on him. Following this, another Sting dressed in his early 90s look attacked him, followed by one dressed the way he did as part of that bull pack. Toward the end of the match, while Sting had Jeff Jarrett and Scorpion Deathlock, a curl arrow Sting came through the ring and pulled Sting back under. After Sting was able to escape, he went for the Scorpion Death Drop on Jarrett. However, before he could, the lights went out and another curl Sting came from the rafters. Through the real sting hit a scorpion death drop on through the announce table. Following this, another fake sting broke a guitar over Sting's head, followed by Jeff Jarrett breaking one over Sting's head, enabling Jeff Jarrett to pick up the win, pinfall victory. Here's the thing. I saw all that happening. That didn't just happen though. That happened. All of it. No, I'm watching the replay, and it, it this isn't this isn't happening. First off, that's not Vampiro at all. No, I, I made a mistake. You know, yeah. you know how you've never seen a Conan match? Yeah. Tomorrow, you can ask me about this. I'll edit this show tomorrow, and I'll get to this point, and I'll say, what What are we talking about? This didn't happen. There's no way WCW thought this was a good idea. This is Vince Russo, right? It, was a- it doesn't matter if it was Vince Russo, Vince McMahon, Vince John Coxley, whatever the fuck your name is. Or Vinny fucking Testaverde. It doesn't matter. This was a bad idea. Somebody signed off. Somebody went to a fucking board meeting and said, how do we get Jeff Jarrett to beat Sting? And some fucking asshole raised his hand and goes, I have an idea. And they said, what's your idea, Carl? And he goes, why don't we just bring out a bunch of people dressed like Sting? And they go, love it. But what was the purpose of bringing out everyone for Sting when Jeff Jarrett was his opponent? I don't. That's what I don't understand. There's no rhyme or reason. Why is Goldberg fighting Chronic? Because they're the APA of WCW. I'm guessing that Wrath and Chronic get fucking crushed in. <laughs> crushed. Brian Adams is, and then. Even though he's tiny, how small Brian Clark's legs are. Brian Adams was not a small guy to begin with, and he was awesome. I used to love Crush. Yeah. But Brian Clark, I will give Brian Clark the bigger upper body. Yes. But if you look at his singlet, as soon as it gets to the thighs, it starts going in like these to tiny little feet. Baby legs, here we go! If you look at the gap, between Brian Adams' legs and Brian Clark's legs, the gap between Brian Clark's legs are much bigger. It's because like his legs are smaller. Because it's significantly bigger, right? Right. Fortunately, Brian Clark may be a smaller guy. You see the tri- the gap, right? The triangle. Yeah. Look how much bigger the one on the left is than the right. It's because there's the space because the legs are smaller. Exhibit A is going to leg day. Exhibit B is I've never been to a leg day in my life. I avoid leg day at all costs. Exhibit A, what it looks like when you do go to the gym and you use every machine at your disposal, including the ones that build your legs up. 
Exhibit B, I only do upper body. I mean, Brian Clark's not a small guy, except his leg. No, he's bigger. Do you think they greased each other up, or do you think... I think Brian Clark did all the greasing. He greased himself and Adams up? Well, Brian Adams, and I'm not going to talk ill of the dead, obviously, and I like Brian Adams, but he was always like, I, you know, I think I should put the grease on myself, and Brian Clark's like, no, let me. Why did he need cops? If he was undefeated... He didn't need cops. Destroying, destroying people, why didn't he need a police escort? That's not even a police escort. That's like every fat fuck in Las Vegas just walking into the ring. And then they stop. Like, shouldn't they be escorting him when there's the actual crowd? You got it from here, buddy. No one backstage is going to hurt him. Oh, they just taped the ring. Look, they just taped the ring where it was ripped. Oh, they they fucking taped it. Oh, yeah. Just just avoid this area, guys. Yeah, stay away from there. Oh, wow. You just missed completely Brian Adams. So Brian Clark has lost to Goldberg like fucking four times. No, according to him, he's undefeated, even though you proved him wrong in the chat when he was in the chat, when he said (laughs) Wrath was undefeated, but he lost to Goldberg. Right, 38 seconds. Why is it that he's going to be like, he's going to beat their ass? Well, they're the the Wish.com APA. We can't afford real enforcers like Bradshaw and Farouk. Oh, let's just get Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Dude, his legs are so tiny. Probably they're not. They're, They're... Infant tiny. They're baby I mean, they're legs. Probably bigger than my legs, but that's not saying much because he's like six fucking six. Whoever saw something in Goldberg that they were like, he's amazing. Eric Bischoff, apparently. Brian Clark, here's your chance. Oh, you suck. Oh, you fucked up a suplex. Oh, you got speared through a table. Oh, you got speared through a table. That's Brian Clark, cool. he got pinned on the table. Oh, Brian Clark took the pin. You took the pin. On a table. Baby likes Clark. You got fucking speared through the table. And Brian Adams got to clean up your mess right now. He's got a cone of crush fucking Goldberg. Brian Adams is awesome. I love oh, Brian Adams. The elimination. That's right. So Brian oh, Clark. Oh, that's right. The first, the first person. This so was Brian the Clark event. had to fucking waddle his baby legs into the back. This was just, the main event. Yeah. I guess he's going to go. Spear yeah. There's a jackhammer right here. Goldberg sucks, man. I'm sorry. Terrible jackhammer. Every one of his jackhammers sucked, except for a guy who was 100 pounds. What were they trying to build him up again for? Yeah, there was nobody left. Oh, it's over. Yeah, that's it. All right. I couldn't stand the ropes. Fuck off, piece of shit. Well, well, that was the only uh, main event I think Brian Clark was ever in. Well, either way, Vinny, this was a pleasure. Always. We are Front Face Life Podcast, brought to you by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Quality product at affordable prices. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lucky13BeardCO and Lucky13BeardCO.com. Wrestling Index, uh, I always have to give them a shout-out because they always rebroadcast our show. Vinny, where can you find our show besides the WrestlingIndex.com? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor.fm and anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. If you would like some merchandise, just go to our Zazzle store. I don't know the address, but I'm sure Ryan can give it to you right now. It's Zazzle.com slash store slash front face lock. We have our front face lock shirts. We have a, a page of stickers you can get, a coffee mug. I'm always expanding it. We also have our newest edition, which is the Vinny shirt with his 
emoji that I know he hates, but it's his emoji on the front and the logo on the back, and it just says why. Because Vinny never understand, and I don't mean this as a derogatory thing, he never understands what's going on, so he loves to say, why? 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 Angry Vinny. Angry Vinny. Angry, it's, a, it's the Angry Vinny shirt. I didn't think I was always angry, but I guess I am. Hey, according to uh, Justin and Bishop, they said never change. I mean, that's a good thing, right? It's a very good thing. You're doing something right. We're trying. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Front Face Lock. Vin, you are what? Vin Front Face L O K on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast. You can email us at Front Face Lock Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, I just want to say one more thing. It was a pleasure doing this like always and I would love to see no other podcast do this favorite view this week but if that happens so be it Vinny always a pleasure yes sir I will uh, talk to you probably tomorrow I will see you now and then or see you another day alright bye buddy bye bye see you see you